This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Robert Washett, Nate Klaus, as we are talking Big Ten money. And, you know, guys, you hear everyone say, oh, it's the Power Five, it's the Power Five. But I think when you look at the landscape of college football, college athletics right now, to me it's becoming even more clear. It's the Power Two. Um, There's the upper class. There's kind of the upper middle class, and then there's the rest. And the Big Ten and the SEC right now are in that upper, upper class of college football uh, with the additional monies they get not only from the TV side, but obviously the great fan bases and, and, and supporting uh, supporters they have. And this week, to me, it was never more evident when you saw what Michigan State was able to do. Michigan State got turned down by Luke Fickle, which, by the way, I still am surprised he turned that job down. Um, I I figured over $5 million would get him to take the Michigan State job because it's hard to say what other $5 million jobs are going to plus are going to come open. But they had to circle back around um, and, and hire Mel Tucker from Colorado, who initially they had spoken with earlier in the week, who initially comes out and says, I'm staying put, I'm happy to be at Colorado. All of a sudden – <laughs> midnight Wednesday uh, he you know he's now Michigan State's head coach and they're going to pay him over five million dollars a year for a guy that was five and seven has only been a head coach for one year in college football and to me that tells you just the power of the Big Ten right now the amount of money they have that they can just write a check like that without even thinking twice um, you know, because they have the money and they're able to use it. And um, I just think, Rob and Nate, you're going to see this gap continue to widen when it comes to not only assistant coaches, coordinators, the support staff, whether it's recruiting bodies and analysts and graphics people and people that are holding the cell phones up and doing, you know, multimedia digital work for different schools. This is where the SEC and the Big Ten are, are, are lapping the field right now. And uh, the Mel Tucker move to me was another indication. Yeah, and I think it's only going to continue. Uh, right now, it's uh, essentially the new – remember the facilities arms race? Now it's the coaching salary arms race where uh, the money being thrown around right now is the, the greatest across the board as we've ever seen it. So where teams that you know wouldn't necessarily throw out that kind of money uh, aren't blinking at not only paying top dollar for head coaches but uh, giving million-plus uh, salary pools for assistant coaches, getting analysts on you know big contracts and uh, all sorts of different support staff to where, uh, I mean, the, the just all-encompassing financial commitment to just housing a football staff is uh, in, in uncharted territories right now. And, um, I mean, it's only going to continue. I mean, the fact that, you know, Michigan State is willing to throw around that kind of money, that sets the bar for the entire conference. Well, Nebraska basketball, Fred Hoiberg. Exactly. I mean, they, there, five, six, seven years ago, that hire doesn't happen at Nebraska. Never. Never. And so, I mean, it's the. I think athletic directors and universities are realizing that uh, to compete at a championship level, you got to pay at a championship level. And if you think that you have your guy, um, you know, a few million dollars isn't going to stop you from getting them. Well, and if you're the Pac-12, it's kind of a double whammy because not only do you not have the money to pay those same type of salaries, but the cost of living. I mean, that money does not go nearly as far, um, you know, across the board in the Pac-12 as it may in the Big Ten or SEC or even the ACC. So 
Um, you know, it's it's, it's kind of I mean that's it's kind of a gut punch if you're the Pac-12, um, just to be able to see you know what could happen overnight, um, you know, and the type of money that's being thrown around. Well, here's a stat backing that up that I saw from Dennis Dodd on Twitter, where uh, Alabama spent more money on recruiting last year, two point six million dollars, than Mel Tucker made as head coach of Colorado at two point four. That's nuts. Think about that. Their recruiting budget was bigger than the head coach's salary at another Power Five institution. And, you know, it's the Big Ten, it's the SEC, and I saw Bruce Feldman and Andy Staples, so you have to also include Clemson, Oklahoma, and Texas. It's Mm -hmm. those two leagues in those three schools, and Notre Dame to an extent. Um, And then the rest of the leagues are, are just in a different level of status right now as far as what they have to offer. And, you know, this goes back, I know there was a lot of criticism of Nebraska, um, our debate about going to the Big Ten and losing some of the rivalries. Um, but if Nebraska was not in the Big Ten right now, it's hard to imagine where they would be uh, because that additional, you know, $15, 20000000 million a year that they're getting because of the Big Ten is allowing all the other things that are happening here, whether it's the new facilities for all the sports, the new football facility, um, you know, the coaching hires and the resources that they have. Um, none of that's happening right now without being in the Big Ten. Yeah, and it's the reason why that move was made. And you could say all you want about the competitive disadvantage of uh, you know, the Texas influence of the Big 12, but what it came down to is Nebraska was set to see a huge chunk of money by moving to the Big Ten Conference, and especially with that TV contract and um, basically the, the, the league-wide uh, income that, that goes on in the Big Ten. Um, it was a no-brainer from that sense. And, yeah, I mean, Nebraska doesn't take all these steps towards building for the future. Um, if they didn't have that uh, extra Big Ten income that they're getting, yeah, that, that move was definitely made with uh, you know the long term uh, in mind. You know, with the, with the type of money that's out there and everything. Um, and, and I know people. You know, some people still aren't completely on board with it, but um, it's becoming more and more clear that that was that was by far and away the best decision that could have been made. Um, you know, and, and it, had it not, who knows? You know, who knows where where things would be at? I know people are unhappy right now. People are frustrated with where the program's at, but. But if you're still stuck in the Big 12 or – Maybe or, you're winning more because of the conference you're in. Maybe. But on a national scale, you know, you're, you're going into a gunfight with a knife. Yep. Yeah, you'd be winning maybe slightly more with a lot less money. And then, you know, when it comes time to winning and playing for bigger things, which Nebraska still is a long ways from that, um, you know, if that's where you strive to get to, you want to give yourself uh, the best chance. And, you know, I, I had a good debate on Sunday. Uh, Steve Rosen wrote a story – just with the coaching salaries and, and whatnot and where Frost is at and where his salary pool is at. And uh, a poster by the name of D.O.N.U. really was going at it that Frost is highly overpaid and the staff's overpaid. And I'm like, look at the numbers. And now you add Mel Tucker. Frost is the sixth highest paid coach in the Big Ten. That's crazy. There are, you know, upwards of, I think there's close to 10 coaches now in the conference that are in that 3-9-5 range. Uh, the lowest paid guy is Tom Allen in Indiana because Indiana can't, I mean, Indiana can't really probably pay football coach much more than that, but the baseline entry level pay for a head football coach is $3.9 million, which is far more money than Bo Pelini ever made in Nebraska. Yeah. Mike Uh, Riley too. Mike Riley. So it really puts in perspective when you see those numbers that Frost is basically the middle of the salary pool for head coach salaries. And, and it's right. I mean, I'm not saying he deserves more, but that is the rate. And I know when that contract was given to Frost, 
it opened up a lot of eyes because we're like, whoa, you know, we're I think we're used to Nebraska being on the cheap or mm -hmm. trying to get the bargain coach yeah. um, and the Osborne way of kind of running it, you know, like you're trying to be thrifty with the, the budget, but it, it's just, it's different. You know, you, you can't get away with it anymore in this league. Well, and Frost's salary too opened the door for basketball to get Fred Hoiberg because you can't pay a basketball coach more than your football coach. Not, not here. It's just not going to work. And so when Frost, you know, got that type of, that type of salary, suddenly Nebraska basketball had a lot more that they could, you know, theoretically work with. And so uh, there's the ripple effect of kind of opening up the checkbook and being willing to spend that kind of money to get the, the top coach that you want uh, goes beyond football. It's carried on over to basketball and I'm sure other sports as well. And as long Nate as Nebraska keeps giving that money back to the school too, because they have about 10 million a year they give back. I think they'll be able to continue to get away with uh, doing a lot of these things because the university side, I think, has to be kind of, for whatever reason, they still, you know, Nebraska is self-sufficient. There's still a political university side that they have to appease to as well. Yeah, I mean, there's the optics of the academic side versus the athletics and everything, even though the, you know, the university gives zero dollars to the athletic department. I think you still have to, you know those optics are still important, and uh, especially when you know the the statewide the statewide university budget is is kind of in, in a mess. But um, you know I'm curious to see you know what kind of ripple effect this has with the coaches too. I mean Tucker has been a head coach for one year, and he was able to to double down you know and and you know double his salary uh, by kind of putting his name in the coaches transfer portal a little bit. Yeah, it's well. I mean, those Big Ten SEC jobs—they're not very many of them, and that's where the money's at. And that once again, I'll go back to Luke Fickle. He might be regretting this a year from now because he may not get an. I mean, he may, he may or may not get a type of contract that Tucker just got next year. Who knows? Uh, but I'm telling you, he ain't coming in the Pac-12. And if USC opens, I just don't know if USC. I mean, USC may have to pay that kind of money to get a guy next year if they do make a move on Clay Elton. Um, but. It doesn't seem like the Pac-12 has that kind of money. What SEC job, what Big Ten job are going to open next year or down the road that Luke Fickle is going to be able to get that kind of money? Yeah, and just think about, too, the, the commitment. It went beyond just paying Mel Tucker. They gave him an assistant uh, assistant contract pool of $6.4 million. That is just below Ohio State at 7.2 and ahead of Michigan at six flat. So, I mean, they're all in on this hire, and they're giving Mel Tucker every single financial resource possible. I got one for Luke Fickle. Maybe Texas? Yeah. yeah. I guarantee you, like, he probably thinks Cincinnati's going to be really good this year, and they're going to continue to raise his stock as a coach, and he's going to go into it. Um, he's probably negotiating with schools right now with his agent, and, you know, they're going to find a much better situation than a school fa facing uh, the type of Maybe Brian stuff. Kelly leaves Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, he, I think he could have way better options. Maybe Texas State. opens if Herman kind of has another bad year. I mean, there's, there's only so many jobs. There's only, well, yeah, I mean, maybe three. Three or four different Michigan if Harbaugh left. Yeah, maybe. But is Michigan going to hire an Ohio State guy? Is he? Yeah, I mean that's a great. I mean, who knows? I, mean, I what, doubt that. I mean, even though, yeah, I highly doubt that Michigan would would go after somebody with so many Ohio State ties. Yeah, but, could be but a good you got burn, USC, though, yeah. Texas, maybe Notre Dame, and then like I don't see Fickle as an SEC guy. Like I don't see him going to Auburn. You know, or no, that you know, wouldn't end well. I wouldn't want any part of the SEC West. Mm -mm. No. I mean, that's what makes the Mike Leach thing so weird. Like, I mean, I get the money, but that's a terrible situation to be in with that, that wild of a division. Because recruiting rules are optional. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it's, 
cutthroat down there with the fan bases. And, you know, a guy like Ed Ordron won a national title. He could be fired within two years. <laughs> yeah. We saw it already. We saw um, – Malzahn. Not like Malzahn. He was, under, he was under a bunch of heat, though. Well, he's been, yeah. yeah. It's like every year. Well, Gene Chizik got fired. Yeah, there he go. won a national title and yep. got fired. <laughs> and Malzahn got processed off of his staff for whatever mm-hmm. odd reason, went to Arkansas State, then came back to Auburn as head coach. Yeah. yeah. See, uh, uh, that's why I think that there's a, a handful of jobs, like Nate said, that I'm sure he's waiting on that, again, are more appealing than what Michigan State has to offer. Michigan State's spending a lot – but there's a lot of baggage that goes with that job. I mean, there's there's some issues up in East Lansing right now. And they don't have really an, that guy's not really the long term AD. He's kind of he's kind of the temporary AD. So even worse. Lots of questions. All right. Well, when we come back, uh, Nebraska got four invites to the NFL Combine here this past week. We'll give our thoughts on that and much more next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.